0: Welcome to the Mindful Womb Podcast. This is a show where we apply the principles of mindfulness, science, and the sacred womb so you can feel calm, informed, and most importantly, confident throughout the transformational cycles of your ever-changing womb. Pregnancy and parenthood offer unique opportunities to create new patterns and practices so we can ditch the stress and anxiety and embrace change with ease. And in the process become the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Clara O'Rourke, she, her, a certified doula, childbirth educator, and complete nerd about all things pregnancy, birth, and mindfulness. If you're ready to get some tangible strategies, aha moments, and a good dose of calm and grounding energy, stick around and I promise you'll enjoy the ride as we learn and evolve together. This is the Mindful Womb Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be diving into some questions I get all the time as a doula and a childbirth educator. And this is about sleep during pregnancy. Now, these questions typically fall into two main categories, right? So the first is being, how do I actually sleep during pregnancy? So like, how should pregnant people sleep? Can a pregnant person sleep on their back? Can I sleep on my left side? Should I be sleeping on my left side? Is it safe to sleep on my stomach? Those types of questions. And then the second category of questions is how do I actually improve sleep during pregnancy? And by resolving one of the following disruptors for sleep, right? So that could be frequent nausea or vomiting, frequent urination, leg cramps, restless leg syndrome, heartburn, and then my favorite, not really, this is just the one that shows up for me the most personally in my life. And I feel like in general shows up for a lot of folks in pregnancy, and that is anxiety and racing thoughts. So let's unpack all of these questions. But first, let's talk about some basics about sleep during pregnancy. And that is all about sleeping positions. So you might be wondering, how should I be sleeping during pregnancy? Does this have a difference in what's trimester I'm in? And the answer is yes. So during the first trimester of pregnancy, it is safe to sleep in any position that you want, whether it's on your back, your stomach, your side, whatever feels comfortable for you is going to be best. At this point, the uterus and your baby has not grown large enough to really interfere with your sleeping positions, you might find certain things are more comfortable than others as you're noticing some changes in your body. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what position you are sleeping in as long as you are comfortable. Now, starting in the second trimester, which is marked by the 14th week of pregnancy, it's best to actually begin to practice sleeping on your side. Now, it's preferable to sleep on your left side because this position will maximize blood flow to the uterus and is also great because it's not going to be putting any pressure on your liver. And if you're someone who is experiencing hip or lower back pain, you may find comfort in placing a pillow between your knees or a pillow between your feet and kind of bending your knees while you sleep. And if you have a preference to sleep on your right side, just know that that's also very safe. Just do what's best for you. And it really doesn't matter if you're on the left or right side. The left side just helps typically with digestion, with gravity, as well as that blood flow. So at this point in your pregnancy, you're not going to feel super comfortable sleeping on your stomach anymore. It's unlikely you'll want to sleep in this position. It hasn't been found unsafe. It's just not going to be comfortable the larger your belly grows. They do actually make pregnancy pillows designed specifically for folks who are tummy sleepers or belly sleepers. So you can look into those if the only way that you can be comfortable is sleeping on your belly. So there's currently no research showing that the sleeping position on your stomach is dangerous or harmful in pregnancy. So if you find yourself in this position, don't worry about it. It's best to just readjust. Now, when we're in the third trimester, that's marked by the 27th week. It's not advised to sleep flat on your back. Typically in the second trimester, baby hasn't grown enough where their weight is putting pressure on your inferior vena cava. This is the main blood vessel that delivers blood to your uterus. So the issue in the third trimester and why it's recommended you really prioritize sleeping on your side is so that you don't get that pressure on that really, really important vena cava because sleeping on your back may decrease the oxygen supply to your baby. And it can also cause some unpleasant symptoms like heartburn, dizziness. So in the third trimester, it's really important to remember, try to sleep on your side. If you're someone who can absolutely not sleep on your side, you're definitely a back sleeper. To get into a position that is comfortable and safe, I recommend that you prop yourself up 20 to 30 degree angle. So use some pillows so that you're relieving any of that potential pressure on your inferior vena cava. Now, I'm going to be honest, it can be really hard to get used to sleeping on your side if you're someone who's comfortable sleeping on your back or belly. So out of habit, many of us find ourselves rolling over onto our back, maybe our most familiar position at some point during the night. Now, if you find yourself rolling onto your back during the night, try positioning some pillows around your body to prevent you from rolling over, but I don't want you to freak out if you find yourself on your back, just move yourself to a sideline position Or a slightly propped up position once you notice that you've rolled over. It's not something you need to freak out about unless you are experiencing some sort of dizziness or lightheadedness or kind of feel like something is off. You should definitely know if there is a problem. It's not simply because you were on your side. Now, you might be wondering, how the heck do I even get into a comfortable position while I am pregnant? As your baby grows, it can be difficult to find more comfortable sleeping positions. And I recommend spending some time rearranging pillows to support you in enhancing your comfort. A pillow between your knees and your feet or under your belly can feel great. Adding a pillow to support your lower back can also be helpful. It can help relax and prevent you from turning onto your back as well. And for many in pregnancy, a pregnancy pillow is a game changer. And a lot of times depending on the phase of pregnancy and how large your belly has grown at different points, a different pillow is going to feel better. Pregnancy pillows typically range from anywhere from like 25 bucks to like a hundred dollars for more of those luxury options. And they're specifically designed to accommodate the contours of the pregnant body and provide support where you need it most. Now these pillows can be found in different shapes and sizes, and they're really designed to accommodate different, positions and help you prevent aches and pains. So I see most people getting pregnancy pillows around like 20 weeks of pregnancy. And I want you to know that sometimes you just have to play with some different pillows to figure out what's going to be most comfortable for you. It is important that you're playing around with some different things if something doesn't feel comfortable, because your sleep is really important during pregnancy. So we want to try to optimize your comfort and get you into a position that feels really good to you. Is nausea something that's preventing you from sleeping well during pregnancy? Well, it's not uncommon for nausea to feel worse when you're in a reclined position. So try not to lie down right after you've eaten something. When you do lie down, laying on your left side promotes better coordination between your digestive system, and gravity. So that can provide a lot of relief on its own. Now, we're not going to dive into all of the different remedies for heartburn and morning sickness, but I will say that something that can really help is a combination of B6 and Unisom before you go to bed can make a huge difference in curbing nausea and promoting better sleep. Other tips not included or linked in the blog post for this episode are keeping a light, starchy snack like crackers next to your bedside that can help absorb stomach acid, avoiding very fatty foods at dinner time, cracking the window for some fresh air. And again, waiting a little bit until you've digested before you recline down to go to bed. Now, maybe you're someone who has been experiencing frequent urination at night and that is starting to keep you awake. So if you find yourself waking up numerous times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, start eliminating some of that fluid intake right before you go to bed, right? So if you're drinking a lot of tea or a lot of liquids right before you go to bed, this is not going to be helping you when it comes to needing to use the bathroom multiple times a night. Your real estate, as baby is growing, your bladder is getting a little bit less space to expand, so you might not have as large of a tolerance to be able to hold it for the entire night. I want you to also avoid diuretics. So what are diuretics? Well, caffeine and some herbal teas are diuretics, which means they increase the amount of urine in your body produces. So two common teas that are consumed during pregnancy that are diuretics diuretics are milk thistle tea and dandelion root tea. Avoiding consuming those before bedtime if frequent urination is something that's bothering you is going to be really important. When you're pregnant, your body retains fluids throughout the day. And when you lay down at night, the excess fluids in your legs are processed by your kidneys. So by trying to elevate your legs for an hour each day, You can also find some improvements in reducing those nightly bathroom visits. Now, what about reducing leg cramps and restless leg syndrome at night during pregnancy? So my top recommendation to soothe leg cramps during pregnancy is magnesium. I'd say making sure you're getting like 350 milligrams of magnesium each day is a great option. Magnesium spray or lotion can also be extremely effective. I personally love Eight Sheep Organics Organic Sleepy Body Lotion, which is specifically designed to support sleep during pregnancy and reduce leg cramps and restless leg syndrome. Definitely check that out. I'll link it in the show notes, and you can also get a discount code to get $5 off your order if you use Clara11232. So that's C-L-A-R-A one one, two three two and I will link that in the show notes. but I use this body cream all the time and my clients absolutely love it. It really really helps me not only just fall asleep in general because it has magnesium in it, but especially if I'm having cramping or restless leg syndrome, it's a game changer. So for leg cramps, I recommend doing some stretching before bed and in the morning. So making sure you're stretching your legs but don't point your toes try flexing them instead. A lot of times when we point our toes that can cause a leg spasm or cramp to happen. A warm bath before bed can also help relax your muscles and and try adding some Epsom salts to your bath and that can really help with magnesium. Foods that can be helpful include coconut water, artichokes, bananas, brown rice, hazelnut, pecans, and molasses are naturally also very helpful. When it comes to restless leg syndrome, it is Nearly irresistible to resist the urge to move your legs. And this is very frustrating when you're trying to sleep. And so, remedies for restless leg syndrome during pregnancy include cutting any form of caffeine, trying to take daily walks, acupuncture can be really helpful. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, magnesium. Some people also need fiber supplements. uh, So, that might be something that you look into as well. Now let's talk about some remedies for nighttime heartburn during pregnancy. As your baby grows, your uterus gets bigger and the real estate around your stomach gets crowded and pushes stomach acid upwards, right? Into your esophagus. That's why heartburn is more common during the third trimester. And the last few months of pregnancy can just be a little bit more uncomfortable when it comes to heartburn. So At the same time, pregnancy hormones relax the valve that normally keeps the acid in your stomach. So a lot of times more of that stomach acid can get through because you're feeling that indigestion. It just feels worse again because that valve is a little bit more relaxed and it can feel even worse when you're bending forwards or when you're lying down at night. So my first recommendation for nighttime pregnancy heartburn is to eat a few bites of ice cream, and it's mainly because the cold temperature and some say the calcium helps to encourage the esophageal valve to close and therefore eliminating the heartburn. And this is surprisingly effective. It helps a lot of my clients. So again, it doesn't necessarily have to actually be. Some other great remedies include apple cider vinegar. So this is like one to two tablespoons or 50 milligrams of apple cider vinegar powder capsules. Um, If you're doing just apple cider vinegar, you can like mix that in water. Or you could do hydrochloric acid pills. We know that eating 10 almonds or some DLG, this is Deglycericinated licorice can also help. Those are high in calcium. And these remedies can also trigger the esophageal sphincter to close. If all else fails, try propping yourself up and if, and try sleeping in a more upright position when you're sleeping. I will record another episode at another point all about some natural remedies for heartburn during pregnancy because I know that that's something so many people struggle with, especially in the last few weeks. So last but not least, something that keeps so many people up at night is racing thoughts and anxious thoughts, keeping them awake. My first recommendation when it comes to reducing nighttime anxiety is to practice good sleep hygiene. So what the heck do I mean by good sleep hygiene? This looks different for everyone, but it should include some sort of wind down routine that avoids screens for at least 60 minutes before bed. Now, why is it important to avoid screens, especially if you're someone who's like, oh, but that's like the time that I have to like scroll and look at social media and kind of unwind. Well, the blue light emitted from our cell phone screens and computers actually reduces and stunts the production of melatonin, which is the hormone that controls your sleep-wake cycle. So using screens before bed can make it even more difficult to fall asleep and wake up the next day. Other practices, in addition to trying to have a wind-down routine that doesn't have screens, is something like practicing deep breathing, nighttime yoga, like a yoga nidra class, diffusing some calming essential oils like lavender or eucalyptus, or even trying some meditation. If you're having racing thoughts or unable to stay asleep, Try also magnesium, the calm supplement before bed can be really great starting with a single dose and then titrating that up until you're getting the desired result can really help. Using magnesium, just a a warning, it can loosen the stool. So you want to titrate up slowly and some people are a little bit more sensitive to others and sometimes people get a little bit of stomach upset from taking magnesium orally. So that's why sometimes I just think the lotion is great. Some people also find homeopathic remedies to be really helpful. I have used for all of my life, Cafe Cruda. That can make a huge difference. Trying 30C for chronic issues with racing thoughts or 200C if it's a once a while sleep issue can be really great. And if your anxious thoughts are coming up, and you're thinking about labor, and you're thinking about nervousness or fears that you have about giving birth, or you're scared about labor or becoming a parent, I really encourage you to take action and work to reduce those fears. I have a free fear clearing guide and video for you that you can get at clearlightbirth.com slash fear. And it really helps move these thoughts out of the subconscious. And a lot of times that's where these reoccurring thoughts are happening or if we're having bad dreams it's because we haven't addressed any of these fears or concerns in our conscious psyche. And we need to start to actually process them, right? So making sure that you're being proactive, you're not just letting yourself sit in these anxious thoughts, but you're doing something about them. Maybe you're taking a childbirth class. Maybe you've done the fear clearing guide. Maybe you've decided to hire a doula or get some extra support so you feel a little bit more confident and you don't have so much anxiety coming up for you around your birth experience, around your pregnancy, around becoming a parent. It is so important to know that reaching out for support is important and making sure that you have the information you need to feel more calm, grounded, and confident is crucial. We want you to be sleeping better. We want you to have restful nights and to really be feeling calm and grounded as your special day approaches. We don't want that anxiety to ratchet up day by day and just snowball because when we suppress what we're worried about, what we suppress, what we're scared about, or all we do is just think about the things we don't want. Well, what we put our energy towards magnifies. So. A lot of times, even if we're, oh, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, we tend to manifest more of that in our lives. So clearing out those fears, creating more space for the outcomes and the experiences we want, and feeling more grounded in our pathway to parenthood is the goal. So take some time and figure out from this episode, what are some of the things that you want to start implementing that can help you sleep better But I do encourage you, whether or not you're having anxiety at night and anything is keeping you up, definitely check out the free fear clearing guide. I think it's going to help you a lot when it comes to feeling less stressed, more grounded and confident as your due date approaches. Now, that is it for today's episode. I hope you found this helpful and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful night's sleep. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the mindful womb podcast. If you're new to the show, I want to encourage you to hit subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. And if you haven't left a rating or review for the show yet, that's the absolute best way you could support the podcast. Go ahead and click rate and review, leave a review, and don't forget to take a screenshot. You can upload that at clearlightbirth.com slash review. And you'll see a link for that in the show notes. And in return, I will send you a free gift. So submit a review, submit a screenshot, and submit that to clearlightbirth.com slash review. Thanks again for supporting the podcast. And I'll see you in the next episode.